up close and personal. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Elisa Ilana Jewelry. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Well, her debut country album has been met with critical acclaim and praise. Crystal Keith is a singer-songwriter with songs about whiskey and lace, getting your redneck on, and Cabo San Lucas. And she's about to embark on a big summer tour. Now, if her name sounds a little familiar, she is the daughter of country superstar Toby Keith, who wrote a few songs and helped produce her album. Now, right now, you're going to hear about her journey as the daughter of a country star, carving her own path, and working with her famous dad. Crystal Keith is here today to talk about whiskey and lace. Today, you're going to get a taste of her music. Welcome to the show, Crystal. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here with us. First of all, congratulations on your success so far. The album sounds like it's going great. Thank you so much. It has been a mind-blowing experience to work so hard. And, and I mean, it took three years to get the album done. So to work that long on a project and put your heart into it uh-huh. and then finally have it released and get such a good reaction is, you know, the ultimate. Such a good um, feeling. Yeah. yeah, that's the ultimate for me. So. Now, you waited until you graduated from college. You now, both your parents encouraged you to wait until then to pursue music. So was it Oh, well, hard? that's a nice way to say it. It was a rule that... Uh, that I had to go to college, otherwise I would get to use none of the contacts I've met in the industry. Okay, so they made a deal with you. That was my end of the deal was to go to college and get a degree. And then my dad's end of the deal was that, you know, he would help me do my first record and it started. I'm responsible for doing all the work and it's a lot of hard work. Yes. Um, I've waited my whole life for it. It was worth it. So the reasoning behind it is they just wanted you to have like a firm educational foundation? Yeah, neither one of their parents had the money to send them to college, so both of them went into the working world right after high school, and he felt like he worked really hard and could afford it, and there was no reason for his kids not to take advantage of the opportunity. Okay, so so what did you major in? I did a major in communications with an emphasis in business, um, organizational communication, and a minor in Spanish. Okay. Oh, cool. So then, was it hard for you to wait? It was, because right before I went into college, he let me do Mockingbird with right. him. So we did we did Mockingbird, and I got to do the award show and go on that tour. And that was and your he, national TV debut? It was. Uh-huh. And, and then he put a hold on it, and he was like, well, there's your teaser. Now get through college. And all over again. <laughs> That's a little bit cruel, huh? <laughs> yeah, he's pretty rotten. <laughs> now, you wrote a song on the album that you surprised your dad at your wedding. So talk about that song. I did. I wanted a song from the daughter's perspective, and I couldn't find anything that was already out there. Mm-hmm. And being a songwriter, you know, it was kind of natural for me to just decide that I was going to write a song for him. And I worked on it for about six months and then kind of hit a writer's block. It was such an emotional song for me. I bet. And we have such a close relationship that I really wanted it to be perfect. So I actually ended up calling in Micah Roberts, his background vocalist, and she brought in Sonia Rutledge. We literally finished it just a couple weeks before the wedding and I recorded it about a week and a half before I left for the wedding. So it was a surprise for him. He had no idea I did it all behind his back. So what was his reaction? He talked the entire time. He's not a crier. He's not an emotional dad per se. So he uh, he tried to talk through it and studied. He couldn't understand the words because it was echoey. And so I was telling him the words, and then he said he almost shed a tear, but he's a professional, so he <laughs> he held it in. He later admitted that he got choked up when he got back to his hotel room and, and got to kind of like relive the night in his head. We shot a music video for it, 
And we've reached almost 2 million views on that. We had a million within just a couple months. So it kind of just took off and skyrocketed and on the album and you can look it up on YouTube or Bevo. And it's based in such true emotion too. It is. And you know, the video, a lot of people are like, those actors in that video are really good, but it's actually a friend of mine. I took her wedding footage and turned that into the video. Oh, cool. So So it was a real wedding. It is a real (laughs) wedding. No acting there. Her real dad. No. And her dad cries. She wipes his tears. It's it's amazing. It worked out perfectly. Okay. Now you grew up around the country music industry. So do you think that has been advantageous for you or are there things that you wish you didn't know? I think that majority of it has been completely advantageous and not that I get extra opportunity, but in the way that I understand the industry more than a new artist coming in. You know, there's a lot of background things that, you know, you grow up singing and you do your shows. And I think that new artists come into it and they think that as soon as they get a record deal, you know, they're going to skyrocket and they're just on their way. And there's a lot of steps that have to be taken after getting a record deal before you can really say that you succeeded. I had a background knowledge of it. I worked as an intern at the label. I'm one of those people that likes to know how to do a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. I learned the production side and the studio side being on tour with my dad my whole life, but I had never learned the business label side of it. So I went in and worked in there. And I would say that the disadvantage is that it's kind of the same exact thing that I do know more than most new artists. So I ask a lot of questions and I know to ask those questions. And I wish that sometimes I could be a little bit more blind to a lot of it. Or naive. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It would be nice. Your college education in business, do you feel like that has helped you? Absolutely. You know, I have several careers going on at once and, you know, my dad's an entrepreneur, so I have that spirit in me. You're a cook, Um, right? Well, I am, and I'm also a licensed cosmetologist. Okay. I'm a petroleum land man. My uh, my husband runs an energy company, and in my off time, when I have time to help, I do that. So I've I've been doing oil and gas work for five years with him. Okay, so what do you do with that? We live in Oklahoma, so okay. the whole industry is here, and you know, drilling wells and finding acreage and stuff like that. So just simple oil stuff. I help him with that. I did hair in a salon for five years. So I like to do a little bit of everything. I've got my cooking blog, the Barnyard Bistro. The business side of it has certainly helped. The emphasis on my degree is communication within an organization. So that's been invaluable for me. Well, if you're just joining us here on the Mulberry Lane Show, we're having a conversation with Crystal Keith. She's an up-and-coming country music artist, and her dad just happens to be Toby Keith. What's it like working with your dad in the studio? It's no different than just hanging around the house. He's been my mentor my whole life, so I kind of put everything in his hands, and then I just speak up when I need to, but he respects me as the artist and respects my vision and my goals, and I respect him as the producer and label head and my mentor Mm -hmm. and know that he has more experience than I do, and then it works out really well. Perfect. Now, you were in the studio for the first time. How old were you? He took me in when I was 17 to just do some demos and get comfortable in the studio. And then I went in when I was 18 and recorded Mockingbird. Okay. So then when you went in the very first time, what Mm -hmm. do you think you took away from that experience? What did you learn about your voice? Well, you know, a lot of people will use auto-tune to correct tonal issues and pitch and stuff. Uh And my dad is completely against, especially at that age, he was completely against me getting to using that. So I had to sing everything over and over and over again until I got it just so okay. because, you know, he wanted me to learn how to control it myself. He didn't want electronics to do it for me. So right. that was one of the most valuable things that I learned was 
just to condition my voice to sing over, I mean, you're singing eight hours a day. Uh And with Mockingbird, we did eight hours a day for three days. I couldn't talk by the time I left, but, (laughs) you know, every single note that I sang was was me actually singing it. It was not Uh auto-tune. So what's the best singing advice your dad has given you? Just to sing all the time. Keep your voice conditioned. His advice that he gives everybody in this industry is to write. So since I was young, I mean, the first time I wrote like a song poem when I was nine and he realized I had some creative writing skills similar to the way that, you know, his creative writing skills were discovered in elementary school by his English teacher. He really tried to foster that in me and told me that, you know, he knows I want to be a singer, but if that doesn't work out, I can always write. Uh I really need to foster those skills. You've worked with a lot of songwriters in and around Nashville. Talk about a particularly memorable writing session, whether it was like really magical how things came together or a session that was just didn't quite go right. Well, um, Nathan Chapman, he's kind of my go-to story right now just because he wrote Get Your Redneck On With Me. And I'd never met him. And when I signed with BMI, he called and and asked if I would like to write with him. And Mm -hmm. of course I'm going to write. (laughs) I go in and... I brought some ideas in and I said, you know, I have some ideas, but if you have something you want to work on. And he said, I was thinking there's not a redneck song from a girl. There hasn't been one in a while. Redneck woman's kind of the last one. And my jaw dropped because literally on my paper the night before, I had written down chick redneck song, like songs. So you were literally and, uh, on the same page. So we were a hundred. <laughs> we were like, obviously, that's what we're going to go with. And it only took us about two hours to write the song. Okay. And then within an hour and a half after I left, um, he sent me a demo, and he had played eight instruments and done background vocals. <laughs> wow! All by himself. So I was blown away. That wow. was one of the most impressive days of my life. Okay, and that song is also on the album too. Yes, it is, and that's the single that we that we okay. came out. Fun! Wow, he doesn't mess around, does he? <laughs> no, he's amazing. he blew my mind. What advice would you have for a child of someone who has been successful, and you're following that successful parent into the family business or the company, or in your case, the country music industry? What would you tell them about navigating the terrain? Well, to learn everything they can. The stigma is that if you go into your parents' industry, that you're only getting the opportunity because of, you know, your parent owning that business. If you really take the time to learn, and my dad always said, just because I have it doesn't mean you have it, no matter what it was. It would be like, hey, we need money, and he'd be like, yeah, well, just because I have it doesn't mean you have it. Go get a job. That value was instilled in us to have good work ethic and work hard to succeed at whatever we wanted to do. So, Uh you know, take the time to learn. Don't just expect it to be handed to you. Take the time to to really immerse yourself in it and 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 learn all you can. And, you know, earn earn the spot that that you want to end up in. Uh Okay. Do you feel like you have more to prove because of that? If you would have asked me that five years ago, I probably would say, you know, I feel like I'm going to have a lot to prove. Uh But I haven't had that experience. You know, my work ethic is strong enough, and I wrote songs on the album. And my first single, my dad didn't produce, write, or hear until it was completely done. And we were adding it to the album. I always say, you know, he can open as many doors as he wants, but I have to be the one to walk through them. Right. That leads very nice into our question of the day. And our question today is, what's the one thing you would tell your younger self? 
Oh, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> Lots of things. Drive better. Um, <laughs> I have a horrible, have a horrible driving record. <laughs> I think that be a kid and not take things so seriously. I was so driven to be a musician that I was doing shows and everything I did in my life, I wanted it to benefit me in the long run. Sometimes I forgot to be a kid. I was a really good kid because I was afraid to mess up because I was afraid it would screw up my future. Wow. So be a rotten kid as long as you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what's next for you? I'm opening for my dad's tour this summer. And fun. we kicked that off May 30th. I'm doing a big California Women's Conference. It's going to be one of the best summers of my life. Isn't that great? Now, what one piece of advice that your dad has given you has stuck with you? It's not necessarily a a piece of advice that he vocally gave me as much as just showed me. Yeah. And that was, you know, our family is um, really focused on staying grounded. And, you know, my dad has such a huge public persona and such a huge personality. And we all have that. You know, we've never forgotten where we came from. And my dad's still friends with the friends he had in junior high. This industry is so good at sweeping you off your feet, yeah. making you feel like you're higher than you know, anybody else that you sit on this pedestal above everybody else. And mm -hmm. just because you have a cool job doesn't mean you're any better than anyone else. Sounds like you've got a great head on your shoulders. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, Crystal, it's been great to visit with you. And where can people learn more about you and your music? CrystalKeith.com is probably the easiest. It has all the links to my Twitter, Instagram, my food blog, TheBarnyardBistro.com. There's a link on there for that. We're going to have uh, to have you back to talk about the food blog. Absolutely. I would love that. Because we need help cooking over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you end up in Oklahoma, give me a call. You can come over and I'll do some lessons. Be That'd awesome. be awesome. All right, okay. Crystal, thank you so much. Thank you. And here's that song that Crystal wrote for her dad, Toby Keith, for the father-daughter dance for her wedding. It's called Daddy Dance With Me. We'll be right back with the wrap-up and a special Mother's Day message from Graham Russell of Air Supply. It's the Mulberry Lane Show. Daddy, daddy.